Hi everyone, I am Abby Maltese and I'm here with Mackenzie Graber and we are going to be talking about creativity in SMAD and then creativity in science. Um, I'm going to start off by asking a couple of questions about SMAD, but before we start, can you just tell us a little bit about what SMAD is? Yeah, so a lot of the times when I say that I'm a SMAD major, people don't know what it means and SMAD stands for the School of Media Arts and Design. And it's basically the way that the university describes it is it's a major that teaches students storytelling, whether it's through website, whether it's through filmmaking or advertising um, or journalism. So there's four different concentrations and my concentration is digital video and cinema, which is essentially just filmmaking. That's awesome. If you could create your own SMAD discipline, would you change anything about, or I don't know, what would you do? Um, this is a good question because I've actually tried to kind of combine concentrations before um, because technically I'm not allowed to take classes within a different concentration than mine. Um, and that kind of stinks because I'd like to also learn a lot about creative advertising, which is another one of the concentrations. So I think if I could make my own concentration, I would try to find a way to combine the two of them, or I would just change the major so that you could take classes in anything. Um, because I, I would rather have like a more well-rounded experience in media arts and design, but that's just not how it works right now. <laughs> wow, that, yeah, that seems unfortunate. I feel like you should be able to take whatever classes in SMAD that yeah. are offered. Um, so in your discipline, how do you use technology um, to do your, your SMAD work? Um, again, it depends on the concentration, but for digital video and cinema, I know that even though I haven't really taken any classes in it yet because I just mm -hmm. got accepted, um, there's a lot of um, different screenwriting programs and then this pretty much like standard um, program for whether you're in any, well, in any of the concentrations is any of the Adobe programs. So in my case, I would use a lot of like Adobe Adobe um, Premiere Pro or Adobe After Effects and things, and that's used mm -hmm. to like edit film footage. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much um, the extent of like editing uh, technology. And then of course there's camera use and sound equipment and things like that. Cool. Yeah, that seems um, to coincide a lot with science and engineering. So that's really cool that um, I feel like those two seemingly different um, majors are pretty similar in that sense. Mm -hmm. Another way that I've um, kind of seen that they're similar is through the design process. Um, and for the scientific design process, um, we start off with empathizing with our stakeholders, and then we define the problem. We iterate design ideas, um, so it's like brainstorming, then we prototype, and then we test and implement whatever we've created. Um, does that really relate to SMAD and um, in your design process? I would definitely say so, especially in the sense of um, storytelling, because uh, when you say that you empathize mm -hmm. with your, um, with like the goal of the project, a lot of um, storytelling involves that too, where you really have to think about the characters and the story that you're trying to tell, who it will affect and what it's trying, what you're eventually trying to do, like what mm -hmm. the goal of it is. Um, so I definitely see similarities in that sense. Cool. Um, yeah, kind of going off of that, I feel like um, engineers are not are known as not being good, like um, not being good at projecting their idea or telling their ideas. 
example A right here. But um, but yeah, I think that that's definitely something that um, we try to learn a lot is how to convey your ideas, especially in presentations and stuff. And so I think that that's something we could definitely learn from SMAD majors is that storytelling aspect um, that really draws your viewer in and um, yeah, really helps convey your idea accurately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that sort of also I think SMAD majors can learn from engineers is um, based on your presentations in class, it seems like engineers kind of have like more of a foundational learning program at JMU at least, and then they can go off and do a lot of different things with it. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of goes with my concentration issue where like I wish that I could kind of learn the basics of everything and then find what I want because I know like you can be an engineer in so many different fields. Like for example, on film, there's sound engineers and things like mm -hmm. that. So I just think it's really cool that you have that option. Yeah, I think that that is really cool. Um, do you happen to know in other schools, do they have a more general SMAD um, major and then go into more con uh, specific concentrations or is it kind of like this all around? Um, all I know really is, um, I know about UVA's program because my older sister is in the equivalent of the SMAD program at UVA. And I think with them, it's a little more general where you get into the program and you can choose a course of study, but it's not so set in stone that you can't take other classes that maybe don't have to do with your career goals. Um, so she still takes a lot of film classes because she's kind of interested in the same direction as me but she has the option to take others as well, which I think okay. is great. Yeah, that is cool. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I think that's all the questions I have for you. Um, yeah, I would like to ask, so I know you already mentioned um, the process in engineering, mm -hmm. but I wanted to ask you, um, do you feel like the, the engineering process is um, as like, I feel like in, in media arts and design and like the filmmaking process, it's very like one stage doesn't bleed into another. It's very like stage and you can't move on to the next stage until you completely have with the stage. Is it the same for engineering? Um, yes and no. I've had different projects that um, are more rigid in that sense of kind of just keep going. But then also you can definitely go back to like ideating and stuff and, and brainstorming, even if you have started prototyping um, because if you prototype and you test and it doesn't work, then you have to move backwards and kind of start again. Um, mm -hmm. An example of the more rigid kind of schedule was my NASA student launch project. And there were a lot of hard deadlines on reports that we had to do. Um, so we started off with our preliminary design review and then we moved to our critical design review and then um, I'm blanking on the, the last one that we did, but or pre-launch design review. Um, and those each had very specific deliverables that we needed that we couldn't really move on to the next stage until we did those. Mm -hmm. I will say there were, were times where we were still modifying our vehicle design and our parachute design and all that stuff throughout the whole process, but there were definitely specific things that needed to be done at certain points in the project. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of kind of rigid, but um, I will say I think that there is a little bit more wiggle room per se um, with where, when things can be done in the project timeline. 
Right. And sort of going off of that as well, um, in the filmmaking process, besides the job of like the directors and the producers, pretty much an entirely different team is put together for each stage of the filmmaking process. Mm -hmm. um, what is it like for engineering? Because I'm assuming that you kind of stick with a project throughout, but is there is there a situation in which new people would be brought in in the later stage? Yeah, definitely. Um, we, so for staying on the same project, um, NASA soon launched, we had to build um, a rocket. And for that, we had a lot of different sub teams. And um, so kind of like you were saying, like different teams did different things. And um, some people were brought in a little bit later. We had a junior team added on a whole year later um, and they weren't working on our project um, directly, but still trying to get them integrated into the team so that they can then make their own rocket the next year um, was a big thing. And then fabrication came later. So the first part of it was a lot of design and calculations. Um, so we were talking to some professors then and then once we moved on to fabrication, we had to work with the machine shop and the wood shop and um, those professors and people that are more specialized in that. So we did take on different people at different times. And I know that in actual companies and stuff that they are taking on new people all the time as people come and go. Um, so it's definitely, you're definitely able to um, kind of move around as a team. I would be interested to um, learn about like, between those teams, have you ever seen it be really difficult to integrate with one another and kind of keep everybody on the same track? I know that that's something that we've kind of struggled with sometimes. Um, I think that it really depends on communication between the director and the producers on a film because typically the director's word is like the final word and it's all about collaboration, but in the end, the goal of everyone else is to kind of meet the director's vision and tell the story in the most, I guess, like successful way possible yeah. and successful, you know, most of the time, meaning like moving the audience rather than like making money. Um, so I think that if the director isn't clear about what they want, then there could definitely be some issues in each stage of the process. And also if you have like an actor who is like really, you know, going off on their own and, wants to do something completely different, there could always be issues there as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's um, interesting. Then, oh, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> um, my final question that I had for you is, um, I saw in your presentations that you work a lot with kids. Um, how, what kind of creative strategies do you use to explain these really complex like engineering concepts to kids who maybe won't understand it? Yeah, so kind of going back to the storytelling, it all um, focuses on who you're presenting to, um, especially for us when we're used to presenting to people that are higher up than us or have gone through more school than us. Um, it was definitely weird to kind of step back and be like, okay, these kids are in third and fourth grade. They don't know, they're not on our same level kind of of what they've been taught. So how can I explain these concepts to them? And one of the ways that I did it that was actually really fun um, for me was doing kind of like an animation, animated PowerPoint where um, like everything was drawn in like cartoons and then um, animated. So when we're teaching them about gravity, 
um, they can see the two things drop and how they're at the same acceleration level or rate and um, stuff like that. So that really um, kind of intrigued them using a couple jokes um, to kind of, I don't know, lighten the mood and, and have it be more of a activity um, for them was good. And then I had to talk to a couple teachers before I did this because, I mean, I, I was clueless on how to teach young kids. Um, and they were just saying, have, have it all be an activity. Have it be hands-on. Um, don't just stand there and present to them. So we added a couple small hands-on activities um, for them where they got to drop water bottles or, or whatever um, throughout the lesson. So they were always engaged. And um, yeah, it's definitely not something I would bring to a NASA engineer. <laughs> I wouldn't have them be dropping water bottles, but it was very fun for the third and fourth graders. And, and that was really cool to see. Yeah, that's really awesome. I think um, it's almost equally as cool to be presenting to like NASA um, engineers and also to be able to go and talk to kids and teach them about it. So I think that's just really so cool. Yeah. But that was my final question. Um, I really liked all your presentations and learning about engineering. Thank you. I loved yours as well. I do not know enough about SMAD and I think it's it's so fun. So um, thank you. All right. Well, if we don't have any more questions, I guess we'll end it here. Um, but let us know if you guys have any questions in class. All right. <laughs> um.